Casey. Michelle. It's you not working. To do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Now, if I unmute over here, can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. All right, then we'll just have to do let's, it this way. Let's hope it stays this way. This is so strange. Okay. <laughs> so weird i'm just praying to this to the pod gods that i can still hear you throughout the rest of this episode yeah but it's just like my phone is not connected to my computer at all and so it's like coming through on the computer and like not but the link is on the phone and this is why we graduated in 2008 2009 (laughs) we have no applicable skills we need to hire that intern again (laughs) Anyway, happy Monday. Yay. Memorial Day Monday. Bonus day. So we got an extra day to enjoy and we're recording usually what a day or potentially two days later. Yeah. Well, now we're going to be or we'll like be recording that Sunday of Succession and we'll like be talking about what could happen. And now we've watched Succession finale. So that's clearly going to be part of the conversation. Yeah. But it's the last Jonas brother. It's the bonus Jonas. Which I think is Frank. He's the last Jonas brother. There's what a fourth that? Jonas brother. It's a bonus day. So oh, like... oh, I was like, what does that have to do with succession? I'm not following the <laughs> transition there. Brothers are succession. <laughs> like, that was the whole metaphor. <laughs> Seriously, I must have missed that one. That over. one went right over my head. <laughs> and it's the youngest Jonas bonus. Bonus Jonas, Frank. Who has so many followers on Instagram. Yeah. Part of the TikTok talent team. Community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before we get into succession, do we want to talk some stories? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, because most of the um, passion I have is from what we're watching this week. Yeah, same here. But then I have, like, really random other things. So what were the things that you wanted to chat about? Um, Well, I felt like we had to start the episode by acknowledging the legend Tina Turner, who passed away this past week at the age of 83. Uh, She died of natural causes, but we know she's been suffering from an illness for quite some time. Yeah, so she definitely didn't pass from natural causes. I know. She passed from the mysterious illness that they don't tell us about, but she's been fighting cancer for years. So she passed from cancer. Didn't she also have a stroke at one point, I believe? So, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot. But obviously, she was an incredible singer, entertainer, um, you know, just a legend. Um, And I believe they said her... Fortune is going to her husband. I forgot what his name is, but obviously not Ike. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like uh, er, it's not Eric, but it's um, it's some European name. He's mm. younger than she is, but they've been together for ever. a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why she lives in Switzerland because he is Swiss. 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 <laughs> He's cool. not Swedish. Yeah, I know. I always get those confused. <laughs> Denmark and. What's the other one? Copenhagen? No, that's a city in Denmark. Oh, I was right. Countries. <laughs> is it Amsterdam? The Netherlands? It's, yeah, maybe it's, uh, but yeah, like Denmark, they're Dutch. And then, yeah. And then Netherlands, they're, no, the Netherlands, they're Dutch. Denmark. Danes? Yeah. I think that's what I keep, yeah. well, clearly I just fucked it up. So yeah, that's <laughs> what I keep fucking up. Anyway, yeah. clearly we're. Erwin at- Bach. That's we're, that's what I was looking. Oh, he's a German actor and music producer. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. But yeah, that was one of my major stories. What about you? Um, I mean, they're really like just kind of blips on the radar, but they are things that like um like more bad press for the royal family. This is really bananas. Duchess Sophie, she's married. She was, like, kind of the queen's favorite. Um, She's married to the youngest brother, Edward, that, you know, like, nobody gave a shit about. Yeah. Um, But their daughter is, like, was the queen's favorite as well. Um, And her motorcade hit and killed an 80-year-old woman. No. What is up with them in cars, man? Yeah. 
and they're like they were speeding and the family of the woman doesn't blame her sophie of essex um i think she's also of edinburgh now is like their title she doesn't blame her because she's been paid off enough to say she doesn't blame her well i mean i don't even know if they're paid off it was all public it wasn't like hush hush it was like it happened during the middle of the day like in a high traffic area it was in london and no, I know, but they probably were week, like, but... what What can we do so that you won't press charges type of deal? Well, they can't press charges, so they never pay off these families because they're royals. So yeah, that's like these families get even more get away with it. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was just crazy that it's just like, okay, we're not chatting about that. But yeah, yeah that was something bananas. Um, And then... Um, other really like yeah kind of quieter news Evan Rachel Wood handed over primary custody of her son Jack to Jamie Bell who's the father of the child really yeah so she's been living in Nashville and he lives in LA with um, Mara Rooney that's his new wife and they have a right. child and um wait no Kate sorry I keep I keep confusing I keep calling them the Rooney it's yeah Mara and Kate Rooney right yeah so it's Kate Rooney I keep calling yeah. her Mara Rooney. Kate Mara's the creepy sisters with Joaquin. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, and they're, this article is saying um, it's primarily due to Evan's fears of, um, of uh, because she stood trial in Marilyn Manson's, um, she was a key witness in the Marilyn yeah. Manson criminal investigation that, um, for torture, rape, and pedophilic grooming that he didn't end up going to prison for. Like, yeah. So he apparently, during that trial, allegedly threatened to rape and kill her child. And so she. Which has... you would think that alone should be evidence that the man is guilty of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So out of fear, apparently, she has. Um, yeah given over custody to uh, Jamie. Jamie and he will be living in Los Angeles. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Pre- yeah. Bananas. So yeah, those were the two things that I was like, whoa, these are interesting little side bits. Yeah. The only other thing, uh, well, two other stories I was going to say. One is we got an update from a leak that is Mike Dyson. Oh yeah, about, about Jamie Fox in that in an interview he was doing, he kind of leaped to that Jamie suffered a stroke. Yes, that is what he was like. Um, no confirmation. Literally, nobody has said anything right. in response. We are waiting to figure out because we were like, how has this been going on? If he's in a public hospital, even if he's a private hospital, like all hospital information gets out. When I talk about Jamie Fox, so like. Was no, we were like, is nobody visiting him because he was still working in Atlanta? So it was like nobody coming to see him. And then that would be immediately pictured of like celebrities coming People out of the hospital. The, yeah. And then he was transferred to Chicago. That's where he was doing physical therapy. So once we heard physical therapy, I know, I think we even said on the pod, we think it's either stroke or heart attack or something like that. I don't even, yeah, I don't even think it's necessarily full, um, was it confirmed physical? It was just outpatient therapy. Like, he's still hospitalized in, in, in a therapeutic sense. So, like, that could be, he's like, we don't know how bad the stroke is. That could be a slew of different, yeah, he's no. still doing a inpatient therapeutic win. I don't think, It's no, a rehab it hospital. Inpatient. I don't think it was inpatient because he's also been seen, like, outside of the hospital. Oh, yeah, but, like, you would go back and forth, like, because you have so many appointments and stuff during the day that you're, like, spending eight to nine hours in the hospital and, like, going home if it's one of the rehab hospitals. Right. Like, but his that's stroke nine. might be so bad that he's, like, um, needing was, to, like, get speech therapy and stuff. They were spotting of him golfing or something we saw. I haven't seen anything of him. Oh, TMZ mentioned that last week. His so, daughter said he's playing pickleball with no confirmation that he's like physically up and about that was her mm. claiming that he's okay when have you ever spent time in chicago yeah i don't know what the i don't know enough about him to know whether like he has a house there or something who knows 
Um, I'm sure he does, but he's not from Chicago. And LA has been his primary residence for like 20 years. Yeah, it might just be that like Chicago isn't that far from Atlanta. So, no, it is. But why would you stay at an Atlanta hospital? Like something, um, something's very fishy. Something's yeah. very, very fishy. We'll Atla- Atlanta doesn't have no, but I mean know, treatment Chicago, centers. True, but Chicago is a pretty big medical city. There's a lot of hospital and like colleges that are related to the medical field there versus Atlanta, and it's not that far from Atlanta compared to going to LA I don't know I'm just thinking logistical wise and if he has a house there then that logistical the wise I mean this probably means that he's not as bad as I was expecting it to be if he is able to travel but right if, if you have a stroke this you would not be doing this stuff no I mean we also have no idea Mike Tyson could have no idea what's going on and just said he thinks it's a stroke and that's that but you know just Keeping our eyes and ears open because, you know. Yeah, this is not making any sense. Yeah. Um, And then the only other story I was going to just mention since we didn't mention it last time is we have gotten confirmation that Jonathan Majors is officially dating Megan Good, um, which not Megan Good's a famous actress. Uh, She is notorious for having a really terrible picker. So this checks out. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Good luck, kids. Yeah. Um, you said you had another story? No, those are the two. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, we have a lot to talk about in terms of what we're watching. We didn't have an episode last week because there wasn't really a lot of news. And primarily, we were going to talk about what we're watching. And that was before Succession. So... Do we want to start with succession and then go to the other things or I would say do? start with the other things and then go to succession. Um, Cause we've got plenty of time on our hands. All right. Uh, I so- would say start with law and order. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So the finale, which was a two part crossover between SVU and organized crime was nuts or us. Um, we didn't get the closure that we wanted, a.k.a. the making out, where we keep getting this, like, almost making out, or they have a moment. Stabler She's talking about Benson. Benson Stabler. Yeah. And just, like, will they, won't they for the last 30 years? I mean, these were really frustrating episodes because, like, we were talking about offline, the um, the jumping of the shark. It was yeah. like there have been insane episodes before on SVU that you're like, how is this still sh- like going on? It was insulting as a reader, as an audience member, what they were doing because they straight up have a like sawed off shotgun shoot Olivia in close range in her like hip lower abdomen. With a- big ass gun like that wasn't just like a pistol that's what i was saying it was like it looked like a sawed off shotgun like it was like oh this is like a fucking hunting rifle or some shit and and it was just in a diner and she you know jumps to like save everybody and like get in front of it but it was just so rude that they are and then and then um stabler picks her up and so like you're like hell yeah dog and um carries her out and then she's like, oh, it's, and then, like, next scene, it's just a scratch. Right. Like, just a ding. Just a ding on the hip. <laughs> they literally just passed her up with some gauze. Out. She's bleeding out in the diner. Wasn't she also <laughs> wearing a vest? And it was under her bulletproof vest. Yeah. Like, it should have been full surgical, like, lower intestines. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she shouldn't have been able to, like, get out of the hospital for weeks. And here she is, like, walking out. It should have been a she shattered hip. She's being told by the doctor to take two weeks off, and then literally next scene, she's like, well, justice doesn't sleep, so. Doesn't even have a, a uh, wheelchair. Right. Exactly. Like, or a crutch. Or a crutch. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on now. Meanwhile, then we have another insane scene where one of our favorite characters. So I, I, got, I pulled his name up because he is, like, our, you know, if our favorite new addition, Brent Antonello. But what's his name? So on hot. The show. 
Um, on the show, he is um, Jamie Whelan, Detective Whelan. Yeah. So hot. We also, like, definitely, they were making it seem like him and Jet may have a moment. And, of course, the second he reveals that he's supposed to be on vacation, you know something bad's going to happen to him. It was so effed up. And he immediately, like, he's chasing a dude. He's chasing, like, a, well, I guess he's not technically, like, an incel. He's just, like, a sociopath. No, he's he loves a computer. basically an incel because he doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Well, no, but he's not angry at women for not fucking him. Right. So he's not right. He's just angry at the world. Yeah, yeah. He's just a and um coding all day (laughs) yeah and and like he like is running away in the forest and like turning around and like shooting some people here and there and they're literally like chasing him with no cover and there's there's 800 people working there on the site and only one medic which made no fucking sense yeah there was like a descendant (laughs) of cops and then um and then so this guy gets shot in the fucking neck like he's got his full vest on too. Not they even the neck, him in like the neck, straight through the throat, like, like the through the aorta. Right. I mean, it is very clear that he is not going to make it through this. Um, yeah, I mean, bullet. You, yeah, you know he's not going to walk again because at one point he's screaming to Reyes like, "I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs." Well, we don't know that. Well, that's what I'll get into too because that's infuriating what they do to him there. Um, yeah, Reyes is keeping him alive by, um, just putting pressure on his aorta. They're screaming for the medic who is 18, 18 hours away, even though she should be on like the other side of the barn. She comes a run in. She's like, oh, I don't know what to do with this one. Like nobody's called a fucking air vac for Yeah, they haven't done, yeah, backup, which like, I don't understand why immediately they're not like calling additional medics because it's a cop. Down. And they're it's- also not like telling their bosses that he's been shot in the neck. And so their bosses are chasing Maloney and that other dope ass detective woman are, you know, chasing the perp and they're, um, uh, and then he's, uh, uh, and, uh, Annabelle, he, Annabelle, Annabelle, he, the, ends, the perp ends up taking a sword and like literally knifing himself in the stomach. Yeah, full-on Asian, um, Japanese, like, old-school ninja. I forget what it's called. Um, it's the Harry Carry, right? Isn't that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. It's it's, just... Yeah, it's something around, along those lines, which is also, like, the Cubs um, announcer, Harry Carry. Right. Um, but it's something – I'm totally butchering it. Uh, yeah, and so as if he's going to, like, survive both, like, an intestinal trauma and all this. So she's, like, trying to keep him alive, and they're, like – alluding to the fact that somebody else got shot and then he's telling the medic as with a bullet in his neck bleeding out to like go save the perp because there's only the one medic and it's like okay now we got to save the perp over the cop when it's like why is there only one medic when you have at least like and like don't save this perp like, there's no yeah. reason to save this perp. Like, let him die. Whatever. Well, they needed to save the perp because they needed to shut down the site. And he's the only one who could shut it down. I don't believe that. But, no, I agree. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day. And then you have the even more heart-wrenching scene. When yes. We so this go, is the bigger issue I have. We go to the hospital. We see Jamie lying in bed. He Intubated. Is, he's, yeah, he's laying there he has some kind of um i forget what they're called but those um tracheotomy well no it's not a tracheotomy but it's one of those things used to put up against your throat so that you can speak because he has no control over his own um like it was something that it was moving the muscles for him yeah that's a trick right but the tracheotomy is like taking it away that's not what happened. But anyway, so he's barely able to communicate, but he is asking his his partner, Reyes, to basically, like, kill him, pull the plug when no one's looking because he doesn't want to live in an incapacitated life. Um, and then Mind Reyes... you, we are two hours into your injury, so we right. don't even know. I mean, yes, you probably won't be able to walk it probably because i think it said they said it severed his spinal cord right right yeah but he 
has full he's fully conscious there you know there's no brain damage or anything and who the hell knows what science could bring him he could have a full bionic body in like five years that could help him walk and like be functional and he's like just kill me just kill me and you're like yo the swelling hasn't even gone right (laughs) right and then yeah Reyes leaves the dad comes in the dad's obviously just like oh my god my poor son yeah first time we're meeting the dad yeah (laughs) and then fast forward we see him sleeping and while he's sleeping all of a sudden every fucking you know machine attached to him is going off and the nurses are running in because it's clear that there's some complication and fast forward he doesn't make it through yeah his dad killed him (laughs) that's what happened his dad then we see the dad slowly they're gonna how they're not going to investigate this. I will Wait, never understand. I didn't see that. The dad they, pull something? The dad, well, he's asking everybody to kill him. And then the dad's in the room alone with him. And then you see the dad walking out alone later in the hallway by himself. Uh, and I was like, the dad fucking killed him. I didn't even pick up on that. And idiot. like, <laughs> like, because there's going to be no, if he was fully conscious and stop and talking and stuff then there isn't they had to pull the plug to kill him because it's not even like like we're already out of the surgery at this right i don't know maybe there was some kind of blood clot or something after the surgery i mean there could have been but i was like are we really gonna kill him this way because then we just have the dad like slowly walking alone (laughs) in the dark in the hallway and, and I was like, like, no one's checking on like what why I was like this guy's on suicide watch as his son is being as his son's dying yeah Damn. I was like, this is, you did everyone wrong, Law and Order. This is so effed up. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Jet saying, I love you to say like goodbye to him. Cause like, yeah, she, like, she, she could have calmed down to the hospital. It's literally hours apart. Like, he didn't even have, she was too busy dealing with the perp and shutting down the sun. It was like 20 minutes happened in between like him getting airlifted. Damn, now I like totally am looking at the episode differently because I had no idea the dad was involved. I just thought the dad was like walking in like his own like, you know. I 100% took it. No, you're right. You're definitely right. The dad totally just turned off that breathing machine for him and did it in 30 seconds and we didn't explore other options like. Yeah, I was cool, so cool, angry. Cool. And most importantly, Stabler and Benson do not hook up. And now we get a Stabler is going on another uh, undercover job. So he's going to be MIA. And so yeah. they can't hook up. And we know that they both got <laughs> renewed. So it's like, oh, great. So now we're going to do like three episodes next season where they're going to like maybe tease this eventually that they're like gonna have a little time apart and then come together and like see what happens mind you you, oh i was gonna ask you if you ever rewatched that last scene where he gives her the compass and then no but i'm gonna look it up the directions Um, of the compass are not east west compass (laughs) compass unless it's Um, like latin and there's some different ways of saying those because there was a c there was an l there was, I think there was an E, and then I don't know what was at the bottom. I mean, what are there in there? It's Elliot's gift, a compass, how beautiful, thank you, opens the box. Okay, what was the meaning of Elliot's gift? Um, and uh, what was the other? Oh, and we also, like, aren't even talking about Noah. Okay. Her son. Noah. Like, <laughs> Noah's oh, right. her son, who we, like, haven't even had show up in, like, five episodes. Yeah, after she got shot at, he just, like, went to camp with Stabler and then like clearly was returned but yet we haven't seen him yeah um oh okay yeah so it's that yeah there's like um the M is in the south spot and they really have first letter of the real character names on the compass so Elliot yeah Elliot's one of them Stabler but I'm not oh it would be Olivia though not Livy Liv unless he calls her Liv he does call her love. But okay. even so, isn't there a C in the ETH spot? I'm seeing a C. Yeah, uh, I saw a C. So then I was like, I don't see Benson. So then maybe it's not their initials. But no, that's why. Yeah, this is really odd. And there's an E and a C. E is on west and C is on east. And then there's L a southeast. The and is it L on the top? 
anybody's name. I'm trying. I'm looking at the the uh, sleuths got some like pictures from the tube, but it yeah. doesn't have doesn't have that one showing the top. Oh, okay. I didn't see. I didn't see the bottom, but I thought I saw the top. Yeah. The diamonds just... are covering the bottom, or like whatever those little crystals are, like covering the bottom there. Right. So they're covering yeah. the south. So I don't know what that says. Yeah, it was very confusing. I was like, this is a compass, but it's not your normal coordinates or you oh, know, so, okay. This person said M is in the south spot. So who's M? Marishka Hargitay is M. And then oh. Chris Maloney's C. And Elliot so is Chris, e, Elliot, Marissa, Marissa Olivia. Well, not Olivia, but Liv. Liv. Okay, that checks out. All right, well, we kind checked of. that code. I mean, it could have been better. I don't know. Yeah. If you're going to do that, then just do the initials on the show, not half initials on the show and half the actors. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, because they're both in very happy, long-term. Like, I mean, if they're all fucking, then <laughs> I want that video because, like, they're all really hot. Like, Peter Herman's her real life husband yeah. is hot as fucking hell. Yeah, he is. And then Chris Maloney's wife is named Sherman, which I've always been obsessed with. And she's really like a hot, pretty woman and they're age appropriate. So it's even like hotter. And my I'm like, good job, Chris Maloney. Cause if you wanted to be an absolute prick, you could have upgraded oh, every ten been years. Doing like the Leo thing and just dating young gals who were obsessed with him watching the show. Yeah. I mean, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be the first one in that line. <laughs> Um, all right. Just making his on? way through New York. <laughs> Jim. God. And he's like kind of a gay icon because of his yeah. character on Oz, too. So, like, he could sure. be such a sex addict if he wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David Duchovny, that shit. Um, yeah. What else? Oh my God. He should come on as a guest star next season. What show? Okay. What other shows do you want to talk about before we get to succession or what? Um, like? Yeah, I mean, I've just been watching those. I've been rewatching Ted Lasso to understand, literally, just because of that scene. Last episode, there's a scene where she's like giving him a gift, and she's like, oh, "Well, I want to like have this water so I can like it's only appropriate that you like spit it back in my face." Michelle and I were like, "What? When did this become like a thing? Like, what's happening?" And so I started going back and watching it from season one. And, like, that definitely hasn't even happened yet. Like, there's a spit take at one point, but it has nothing to do with, like, information or, like, even those two characters being together. There are a lot more payoffs. There's little Easter eggs in the first season that have, like, been paying off. And I'm like, oh, okay, this actually is very interesting to go back and do. But it's very little, tiny little minor things. There's one comment about having like a pillow fight or a movie night when they're getting ready for a game like the night before that at the hotel. And then in this season, because Ted in that episode is like, well, if you have a pillow fight, like we're never going to watch a movie ever again. And then in this season, they had a big epic pillow fight. And I was like, oh, that is cute. But yeah, I'm not understanding this like original little like spit take situation. Um, And then I think the only other thing because I think I talked about, I, yeah, I talked about Guardians in the last thing. And then I haven't been to the movies since. I'm like, honestly, what did I do last weekend? Um, and then Smartless Podcast, which is now like the HBO or just Max um, situation. And um, I'm enjoying that much more than the podcast. It's the documentary. And it's shot in black and white, which I thought was like interesting artistic yeah i've seen clips and i'm contemplating whether i should watch it and you you saying it's funny makes me feel like maybe i should watch it if you're cleaning and stuff yeah like put it on in the background it's very fun because they're such weird dudes and i'm especially jason bateman jason bateman is a fucking nut job and a half and like and sean also if you know anything about his histories he grew up incredibly incredibly poor in chicago like, didn't even have heat in the winter and, like, was, you know, starving. And they ate insane, I mean, ate on poverty food. So they eat right. absolute shit. So Sean still eats like he's an eight-year-old child on food stamps and doesn't like vegetables or anything. <laughs> like, as a grown man living in L.A., which I'm already obsessed with. And so a lot of the conversations are about food and their like idiosyncrasies with food and stuff like that. And Jason. And he's also a um, hypochondriac, Sean Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised there. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Jason is obsessed with like his, he doesn't have a food diary, but he is consistently just thinking nonstop about his calorie intake. And you're like, this is not healthy. I mean, what do you expect? He grew up in Hollywood his whole fucking life. I know. But for the guy who also like put everything else up his nose for like 15 years. Right. And is in great shape and is very petite and literally has never gained, has gained maybe 10 pounds his entire life and that's when he gets puffy face and he freaks out all he has to do is just like increase his water intake and he's fine like yeah he's so nuts and then will arnett's just being an absolute cocky little shit and they're taking a private jet places too so that's interesting to see because you're like all right guys this is amusing well speaking of jason bateman i watched air the movie about air jordans that was on um amazon prime now for free jason you know the cast is great you got jason bateman you got matt damon you got ben affleck your his ben affleck's boy who's always in all his movies is in it too i forgot his name with the with the thing with the cleft palate yeah Um, yeah, he was yeah, such he, a fucking creep and gone, baby, gone. He That's why I can't, I, it's so hard to look at him because that character was absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah, he was. But he plays, like, a cool character. He's basically, like, the guy that comes up with the shoe styles. He works for, oh, like, nice. poor Nike. Um, Viola yeah, because it's essentially a Ben Affleck production at this point, you know. Right. And Ben Affleck plays the CEO of um, Nike. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool story to get under a better understanding of like how Nike is able to convince, uh, Michael Jordan to go with Nike in terms of his shoe line before he joins, before he like steps up on the court in the NBA. Um, and it all has to do with, um, Viola Davis. Yeah. It's Viola and Matt Damon's relationship basically. Yeah. Um, and how Matt Damon's able to like convince the Jordans that, um, adidas and converse is not the way to go so it's pretty cool i mean i think you knew this already but like the guy that plays matt day da- uh that plays matt Damon, the guy that plays um michael jordan like literally has one line and all yeah he sa- all he says is like oh they're bold colors when they show the shoe <laughs> um yeah, i knew it was never gonna be yeah yeah you know that they're like it's all about the story behind michael not necessarily michael um but yeah great cast great writing um it's two hours but it doesn't feel like two hours it goes by pretty quickly so watched that the other night um the only other thing worth mentioning is uh well two things i started uh the new season of queer eye for the straight guy oh I actually or queer did eye i forgot so yeah good. i watched I mean, the, that, that one episode me crying oh you watched the one with the frat boys the frat boys yeah, yeah. that yeah, was yeah. cute yeah, that's why I haven't. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna cry a little bit each episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's one you'll definitely appreciate. Uh, but yeah, it's solid show. I love. You know, everyone has an incredible story, and then like just what they do for these people, like it's amazing. And it takes place this season in New Orleans, which is a great city. So. And once again, Bobby Burke is the entire show. Like the, what he does in that frat house is I mean, unbelievable there's another episode where they literally get someone a house gets them an apartment and like do everything i'm just um, like fuck you bobby like everybody else is like let's talk about your hygiene i'm like no, no I bobby know. just changed i the mean anthony is, anthony does the least he usually comes up with the worst um uh recipes like i like him as a person but he's definitely like bringing the least to the show out of all of them when um yeah, yeah, that scene I would with say, Karamo on the beach was kind of, I was laughing more than I should have been. No, I mean, but Karamo in that scene, see, uh, that episode, it's less about Karamo, but in other episodes, like, where there's a lot of trauma, like, Karamo is, like, you know, there's a reason why he has his own show. show yeah, now. it was just so brutal to be like, all right, we're going to have one conversation about our feelings and literally all of all the of bottled start- up rage of, like, 20 20- you're just like, I didn't realize you were dealing with shit. It's like, yeah, everyone's dealing with shit, dude. This is life. But yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. Um, and within 20 seconds, they're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. <laughs> I know. Just I know boys like, being boys. Um, so yeah, all, that's on Netflix. And then the other thing on Netflix I had to watch, obviously, was Jewish matchmaking, um, which follows a very similar uh, style to like Indian matchmaking and all of those other shows that netflix has already done 
Um, but obviously, because I'm Jewish, I connected to it a lot. The thing I think I found the most interesting is they don't show you like the typical Jewish person that you would expect, like a New York Jew. Um, in fact, they don't even have anyone from New York until like episode four or something. But you have people from all over the U.S. Uh, who have different backgrounds. So there are some that are like from originally from Israel. Then you have some people from South Africa. Um, you have people that are super, super Orthodox. And then you have people who are like just culturally Jewish. And so she really runs the gamut in terms of who she matches. And yeah, that's then a also, high inventory to hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, um, you know, very different stories of what they're looking for so like obviously there's a girl that they do eventually show in New York who's like from which means like basically she doesn't touch anyone of the opposite sex until she gets married oh like, how do not you spell that f-r-u-m okay um, it just sounded like from you know you're like say she's from right. but I was waiting for a location gotcha. yeah yeah, okay. yeah no she's from Brooklyn like basically where a lot of Hasids live although she doesn't identify as Hasidic Oh, um, okay. So, so it's really, what's that Venn diagram looking like that you can... There's, yeah, and they kind of explain it, like, that's what I think is great, especially for someone who's not Jewish, to understand, like, you know, a white Jewish person is not the only Jewish person in the world. Um, yeah. And this actually... happens all the time in Christianity, too, if you have the one... I grew up with um, people that were part of one church that... The side hug. You could do... You know, if you're dating, you can side hug. Right, right. Like, yeah, well, no then, kissing before marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, but so they weren't have... Mormon, and the Mormons would be like, they're weird. <laughs> like, I don't right, know, right, guys. right, right. <laughs> well, and then you have this girl that lives in Kansas who's half black, um, who you know rides wow, more. That's rides, be fucking impossible. She's she's half black. She's overweight. She it wants to be a gun holder she rides motorcycles so like finding anyone in her area in kansas is hard let alone a jewish person yeah so like, is she, like her... in kansas city or like some yeah okay. kansas city her mom and dad met riding my motorcycles um, but the dad passed away so it's just the mom it's really so it's just like really accident in... i don't know they didn't mention because okay. <laughs> it's probably know. a motorcycle accident. i was thinking the same thing um but also, fun fact, the woman that is the matchmaker during COVID, I, like, did one of her virtual events, and it was terrible. But I was just, like, curious to see, like, if she would be able to help any of these people. So it's really interesting, you know, 30-minute episodes. Uh, I think there's, like, six or eight episodes. It goes by really fast. And, um, yeah, on Netflix. Damn. Okay. And then before we get into Succession, which is on Max. Um, it would be amiss to not mention the Remiss. fact that Mac, Remiss, thank you. Um, that uh, Max is going to now uh, plunge us into the Stone Age of lack of content because Max all removed discovery. their well, the, the billing for directors, producers, actors. They took away those credits. No, and actors put, are there, but everything else is listed is as creators. creators. Yeah. Which then the DGA, the Directors Guild Awards, not, not the awards, the Directors <laughs> Guild Association was like, hey, this is a big fucking slap in the face and we're in negotiations. We have yet to vote on if we're going to strike. But now that you guys did this, that's on part of the conversation for next week. And like right. we're now going to move to vote to have striking on the voting. Right. To go with the WGA and follow suit. So um, I'm in a full panic. Yeah. I mean, also, since it became Max, it's inclusive of Discovery. So you've got, you know, Food Network shows, TLC shows. So Max is overwhelmed with content, but not necessarily good content. I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not pleased about what what's going to happen right now. We got AI taking over and we're about to have a summer where... At Los Angeles production comes to a standstill. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm yeah, going to start watching Fast and the Furious and like no, get into the no, series. No. <laughs> All right. We got like 20 minutes left. So let's dive into succession. Obviously, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you're listening to this, 
I hope you've already watched the last episode or you have no interest in watching the show because if we haven't spoiled things before, we yeah, are definitely Yeah, succession spoiling. pod. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. R.I.P. Like my whole reason for existence. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I would just like to ask you, in general, did you like the ending? Are you satisfied? <laughs> Excuse me. I think that <laughs> this is the only way it could have gone. Um... I think that there it was going to be too obvious if one of the Roy kids got it as much as I was team Kendall. Like I just had this feeling it couldn't go to any of them. And so, well, it kind of went to Shiv. Well, it kind of went to Shiv, but indirectly in terms of now spoiler alert, it goes to Tom Shiv's husband. Um, but it and now she to, seems like she'll stay in the marriage because he's he's the one now with the power. Their role, their role reversal <laughs> of power has happened um, because now he's in charge and she's kind of like the first lady of his company. Yeah. Um, and also, thing, Madsen wants to fuck her. And yeah, like, that we was had this a, whole conversation. Yeah, that like, was a crazy episode. That was a crazy scene. But the thing also like thinking about the themes and how the show has happened. Like two seasons ago, we saw Tom fuck over Shiv and the kids. Yeah. Um, when he went to Logan. So yet, yet again, he kind of fucks them over by being the doormat willing to do anything to get what he needs, a brown noser. And instead of doing it to Logan, now he's doing it with Matson. to your point. Like Matson literally tells him he wants to fuck his husband, his, Wife. wife and then he's like and your wife probably wants to fuck me too so right I'm and then he's like yeah you. i'll do whatever you need me to do like i'm I'll a company take, man i'll company. take the information and then i Execute put it into it. action right Ooh. and that's what Matson wanted like he didn't want an ideas person and that's what she is so it makes sense also i don't know if you've seen any of these theories i've seen i saw two one of them i saw before the show and then I was like ooh this could make sense um which is so you know how Tom's last name is like Wagaband Wamscan Wamscan so it's something along those lines I'm I'm butchering it as well yeah so interesting enough that actually is a name of a baseball player Bill Wamscan who's who's remembered for completing the only unassisted triple play in World Series history which means he took out three players at once in what is essentially the finale of baseball. So people were saying, like, it's not a coincidence that that's his last name because he took out three players, a.k.a. the three Roy kids. Wow, Um, that's really fantastic. So, like, literally it was in front of us the whole time. Also, Also, I feel like look up that triple play because, like, what does that mean? He would have caught it and then, like, been on first or second, would have been forced those two outs. That's got to be it. Okay. He's going to be on second, and then... Okay, yeah, keep going. Yeah, um, and then the other thing is, I don't know if you're aware of this. I've heard of it before, but apparently I Apple has a deal that, like, no matter in any of their movies the or TV shows, the antagonist cannot have an iPhone. And Tom is the only one in Succession that has an Android. Oh, interesting. I mean... S- I'm sure people are paying very close attention, but like, yeah. So those are the the one the baseball thing I saw the other day, and I was like, oh, that checks out. Also, like, they were doing this whole analysis of the last names. Like, Roy means king, and obviously Shiv is a knife, and like Shiv basically stabs Rand- uh, Randall Kendall, you know, in the knife by being the person who vote is the final vote against Kendall taking over. Okay. So there's, oh yeah, okay. So Tom uh, Wom Scans caught a fifth inning line drive, and then stepped on second base, and then tagged Otto Miller coming from first. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I was right. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So. It, wow. It like, you know, theme wise, clearly Easter egg wise, and just like, you know. Wow. It, it just, it, like you said in the text back, it's Shakespeare. It literally is like every 
movie book that we learned about growing up, the foreshadowing, the themes, like that is it in a show. And I think that's why I like it so much too. It's like everything comes back. Like if you, I feel like to your point you were saying the other day, if you rewatch this, like there will be so much that'll end up pointing to Tom getting it that we just missed in plain sight because we were so focused on the show. And then, oh God. And then the Jesus and my disciples. And then, like, oh Greg, my God. Greg being the Judas. Judas. And he's still in the room though. Like, now, I know. And then, entire career. Greg the cockroach that still manages to stay on. And that was so funny when he takes the sticker that was like allotted for all the stuff in the house <laughs> and he puts it on Greg. I and he's like, I got too. you. <laughs> that was, was like, incredible. Oh my God. He's got to be Gregging him in each room. I mean, yeah, it's just so, it's crazy just, like, what, how quickly Tom oh, the roller coaster. could step into that role, too, of being, like, the, you know, the smallest kid on the playground that's getting kicked while he's down when Shiv's just, like, kind of making him follow her around like a puppy dog, and she's right. like, I don't really love you. I mean, this was just a thing out of convenience, and he's like, wait, what the fuck is our entire marriage? And then... And then he's immediately like, I'm pulling the election and I'm calling it. And oh. yeah, it was nuts for us. I did appreciate that we got to see Logan Roy like one last time because they showed that video of them singing that like Irish or maybe Scottish like song, you know, when Carl it was, was just so it. complicated, though. Cause, yeah, because then you're like, OK, so these are your best friends, but you're non-stop just stabbing each other in the back and then and then tom's obviously like well carl's gone frank's gone like they're killed (laughs) we don't get to find out what happens to jerry do we yeah well jerry is first of all jerry goes into the thing to like get her payout from waystar um because of everything that happened with uh what's his face roman okay and then uh tom says he wants jerry at the end he mentions that he's going to bring Jerry on. She knows what, because when it's in the conversation, when um, cousin Greg is asking him like, so what's the plan? Like, and he says, he's getting rid of Carl, you know, they yeah. were already going to leave anyway. Oh, okay. So I was paying says, attention. I totally yeah, missed it. Okay. And then he says like, I'm going to bring Jerry on. Like she knows what she's doing. Blah, blah, blah. I loved the, um, the PR people of, um... Oh, Carolina wants, Hugo to leave and I'm then I'm gonna plant the seed. Can we get rid of Hugo and then Hugh the slimy Hugo and then he's just like Hugo, where's Carolina? I was like, Yes, Carolina. Carolina left. She's like, I'm not working for Hugo anymore. That was so good. I was rooting for Carolina. Yeah, yeah. me too. I mean, I mean Hugo's horrible, but here we are. Yeah. And but that and video is so complicated though, too, because you're just like, Yeah, Carrie's you guys celebrate this guy. Yeah, but you're this man is like look what's happened look what he did to all of you and i also I did love connor they're like where's the medals and he's like well i had first round pick and they're like who else was in the first round he's like nobody just me just, me. just con trying to get yeah. stuff yeah i mean yeah and that whole scene of the roy kids in the conference room when they're like asked, like so, when they're waiting for Shiv's final vote, she's the deciding vote, oh and the three of them like get into a fight, physical and very vocal to the point where everyone on the floor is like staring. I mean, it's so crazy because like they go into the conference room, but the conference room is all glass, so everyone's hearing everything. And, and so everything. this was when I was taking notes because I was just like, it was it. I mean, and that was fascinating to have that going on because that's literally been the last four years. In just in a minute. In well, a minute and also setting. the juxtaposition of that when literally 12 hours before they're like having that whole moment in the kitchen where they're like lovey dovey. All aligned. And all aligned. It's what could be with them. And you see that there is a base level. Love. They only have each other. Right. And they've, they've all-, all been you know, their mind has all been effed up from the dad. They all know, like, each other's pain because they've been through it themselves. But, yeah, they've their egos. they only had each other to be honest and lean on each other all these years. And then they continue to just constantly stab each other in the back over and over again. That was heartbreaking. It was heart. It was insane that Kendall drank so much of that. 
concoction. I know. I thought he was going to take like a sip and then like he took a gulp and they're like, I can't drink anymore. And I'm like, and then why he took more gulps. Drink? And then I was like, why aren't you throwing up right now? Yeah. And then they're like ready to go the next morning. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all right. That's why I texted you. I was like, okay, where is this magical island that's like 20 minutes from Manhattan by private jet? Yeah, they mention in the, like, at the end of it that it takes place in Barbados. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have known. But, yeah. I mean, and also that whole storyline of, like, Peter and Jonathan trying to sell them on a business as they're, like, the night before they're trying to, like, make a huge decision for their family business. And they're only here because Roman has been assaulted for being a like be all powerful in the streets and getting his ass kicked because he's a little boy at the end of the day so he has to go home to mommy but then that was so confusing too during the um the huddle where Shiv is like I'm fucking everyone over and then they're all physically fighting and they're like okay by the way I mean they just pull out everything they just go well you can't do this because you killed somebody and he's like and then the denial of like this the denial broke think, you six months ago. I think the denial is what put the nail in the coffin because they know he... Like, you don't say that and then be like, oh, that was a joke. Like, clearly he did. And so the, for them, for him to lie twice about it, basically, they were like, okay, now we can't trust you. Like, you're better off being a murderer than you are a liar to your brother and sister. Yeah, and it just the thing... Like, I, I just wrote... Yeah, I wrote, it did not happen. I wasn't there. It did not happen. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. Also, the line when she goes, like, I love you, but I can't stomach you. Like, that was was insane. And then was Kendall re... uh, Like, was he trying to... Not when he even grabbed... I thought he was, like, literally going to break Kendall's jaw. I thought Kendall was going to, like, break Roman's jaw when he was, like, physically just hitting... Like, grabbing his face and, like, kind of suffocating him. But then... Was he also trying to suffocate him when he was, like, hugging him and pulling him in? I think he was hugging him, but then also when Roman was, was like, oh, I ripping look his... it could have been me. I think he was, like, insinuating he looks okay. So, like, Roman, or Kendall Roman was, like, reopened trying, his... trying to re No, 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 no. Kendall was reopening the... Roman's stitches. So that it looks like he doesn't look good you know yeah. like to validate why he can't be ceo yeah like it's like no, it was not gonna get murdered with all these witnesses around us no that part was crazy and then also like when he tries to go for shiv and then roman's like she's pregnant and like yeah, bro- yeah it was i mean it was just so unspiraling yeah it was him grasping for his last breath I'm the eldest boy. And it's like, well, first of all, you aren't the eldest boy. Which is the best, also the best part of it in general. And then Connor's wife being like, wait, you aren't going away. And I might have to like (laughs) stay married to you. And just that, just her look on her face. Like she is such an underrated superhero of this show. Willow, yeah. Yeah. No, it was pure art. Um, Dude. And then, yeah, the ending where it's like, Roman is now just back at the bar doing whatever fuck you know fuck stuff he wants to do fuck boy stuff like just yeah. living I, in I did like the 10 minutes afterwards with the producers and the directors talking about just like this is what they would be doing you have Kendall right. wandering aimlessly just staring out no, like now he has purpose. no direction or purpose in life and then Shiv is in this scenario where like now she's the inferior or the yeah the inferior person to her husband, which is like a whole new. And then them like Role barely play. them like having their okay. Hands so on I can talk about this other. for twenty minutes because like the Charlie reality and I were, like, trying to recreate it. We're like, how do you even like have your hands on top of each other but like not touching? Like, well, first of all, this is like what irks me is that I am not attracted to Tom, but I love Matthew McFadden so much because he's also. Mr. Darcy in the remake right. of Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. So like, yeah. he obviously no, he's an so incredible different. actor. Yeah. yeah, but so so he's got these fucking mitts of hands, and I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. I was like, <laughs> her little baby hand was barely getting in there. Thing, but the 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 regality of like very, it felt very like nineteenth century king and queen royalty of like these are our roles. 
Right. And like, this is our throne, the back of this limo. Exactly. Like we're being carried out. um, But, and we're pretending like we're in love, but like, we're not. And there's been so much betrayal and like all the things that have been said to each other. It's like, they'll never be able to move past that, but they need to keep it on appearances because she is pregnant with his kid and he's now the CEO and yeah, yeah. it was nuts. And so then yeah, good. Kendall is left with Logan's uh, bodyguard just making sure he doesn't kill himself. Because <laughs> I was like, let's just let him walk into the Hudson. Right no, now. I literally said let him throw him. himself. Like, is he just going to the... walk himself into the river and that's yeah. it? Like, yeah. I mean, that's I was what like, it that... looked like. Because the, the the river was having a rough. It was a windy day, and I right, go, "Oh, he's not gonna last it, long. It's it chilly." It was there. choppy. Yeah, it was a choppy day. <laughs> um, no, it was Chef's kiss. I mean, I have no edits. Yeah, I'm so satisfied by it. Oh, I'm so sad it's over. Like literally, I do not know what I'm gonna do with myself. I feel like Kendall. Like I have no purpose. I mean, I would just start like going back and revisiting. Yeah, I need a little time. I need a little time. It's going to take a while to get back into it. Yeah. So good. Good for them. Wow. I mean, I saw also speaking of just like news related to the show that Roman's character, like Roman, a.k.a. Kiernan, um, is going to be in lead category for Emmy this season. Whereas normally oh. he's supporting because this was his season if he's going to win. But, but I wonder if they're going to give it to Tom. Well, it's Tom then supporting. I don't know. And it's, I didn't and see it's that part. Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin. This would be the first season that I would say Kiernan should win over Kendall um, because of all the emotional shit he did this season. And, and before though. Uh, Jeremy would have been lead and it would have always been Kieran versus Tom and supporting right and now it could be Kieran versus Jeremy and all uh, and Cop or it could wouldn't. be Jeremy versus Kieran and lead that's what I mean that's yeah, yeah. no that's what it sounds uh, like and then Tom's yeah. on his own and supporting it's supporting yeah yeah who knows I wonder who yeah I mean yeah I think I would go Kieran over Jeremy in this season I mean, they gave his character a lot more to do. He had a lot more breakdowns than Kendall, even though Kendall had his own, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that really, it's that funeral scene that really just... The funeral scene, the scene on the, um, on the mountain with Matson. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of scenes. <laughs> All the other signing of it was so good, too. He's like, all right. Oh, when he's like, do I even have to be? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, he did it, but not Kendall. I guess they only needed one CEO to do it. I was so confused why Kendall wasn't there. I mean, obviously, Kendall was a shell of himself. But, like, I guess they only needed one of their signatures. Well, at that point, wouldn't have Kendall not? Wasn't he? They were Because he was working with the dad. Oh, I just thought because, like, he was closer to he was like getting kind of more groomed by the dad where like before the dad right before the dad died no i know or... but remember they became like co-ceos that's why the two of them went on to you know they both of them went to talk to Matson. they pushed shit out like it was the two of them as the yeah, yeah yeah i just didn't think i wasn't taking that as the official situation i was taking that as that's what they're if they were able to fuck madsen over and take over then they were co-ceos but at like um, that point for the company it would have been no yeah. they were both ceos at the time got it um oh and then also the greg and tom fight in the bathroom too <laughs> oh my god i was like do i was like once tom was up against the door i was like greg you're gonna get murdered in this bathroom I mean, the second Greg pulled out his translator, I said to Charlie, I would have done the exact same thing. It was so good. I was like, Like, fucking arrogant Swedes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who are you to talk into another language in front of me? Like, I'm going to pull it up. And like, yeah, it's like when she finds out. Oh, but that was an iPhone. No. Right. I don't know if it was, but also he's not the one that like won. Yeah. But still kind of did because he's the cockroach that somehow always holds on to something but i mean i'm sure he's gonna be forever he's gonna become the new tom basically yeah and and logan you know and tom's the new logan in the sense that he's just gonna 
play with his emotions, mind, all of the above. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm putting more Kendall than Logan because he'll never reach Logan status. Right. But, yeah. but I mean, in terms of like having someone to manipulate and yeah. fuck, fuck with, I mean, he's been fucking and manipulating him this whole time, but like, Greg always thought that the Roys had more leverage than Tom, so that's why his allegiance was to the Roys, and then clearly, at the end, even though he fucked over Tom, Tom still kept him because he needs Well, because then there's Greg. only so many people that can be working at that level, or you an, have to then bring somebody into the fold. That, an executive assistant that makes 200 Gs. Yeah, the most overpaid. You're going to go down to 20 or 30K. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh my God, I mean, that's 100% man. why he ran away and, like, went to the Roy's. Because he was like, no, of course. I have he a lifestyle to... to maintain. Yeah, he's like a housewife. I need a certain lifestyle with a certain I've come uh, accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Exactly. Well, there's All an right. hour. There we go. Well, an end of a true era. And on that note, later.